From YouTube to number one, Jesse J is in demand. This is in demand. I'm Alex James. Jesse J. Yo, is yo. Here. It's all about you this week. Is it? Yeah, every single night, baby. Nice. Are you excited? So excited. It's good to see you look beautiful as always. Thanks. <laughs> um, how's life been since we saw you? January was the last time. Ooh, busy. Um, yeah, I really turned busy. 24. Happy birthday for Thank that. Thank you. Um, I've been touring around Australia and Asia. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? A few gigs, a few this, a few that, a bit of The Voice, UK. Well, don't talk about The Voice yet. Okay. It's got a big section on that. Oh, right. Okay. So, I'm sorry. You know, I'm jumping ahead. It. Uh, let's start about chatting about Laser Light uh, yes. with Getter. Yes. We've never really talked about you working with Getter. How was that experience? It was great. I mean, I basically my first ever thing with David Getter was him asking me to be on his album, mm-hmm. um, Nothing But The Beat. And it was an honour because I was the only English artist on there, but also that it was so late down the line and he actually stopped the finishing up of his album to have me on there. Nice. So it was, yeah, it was like, okay, pressure, because he was like, here's the track, write a great song. And I was like, oh, snap. So he gives you the music and then you have to write something Yeah, to go but on we it. weren't in the same room. So he basically sent me a track. I went into the studio um, near me and just started writing a song called Repeat. Um, I wrote a chorus, verses, and everything. And I sent it to him and he said, I'm not a fan of the chorus. Like, it's great, but it could be catchier. And I was like, I totally agree with you. So I went back in, I rewrote the chorus and I sent it to him and he was like, this is great. This is exactly what we wanted. Great working with you, kind of, because we weren't in the same place. <laughs> um, so we went back and forth and then he sent back and I did some BVs. And and that was kind of the first David Guetta Moment. situation. Yeah. And then he basically said to me, like, if you do this for me on my album... I'll return the favour um, because that's the kind of gentleman that he is. And I said, well, I'm doing a repack and I would love you to reproduce a song that I already have called Laser Light. Um, the lyrics were a little different um, and it was a, an older song that I'd written before. And um, he re- reproduced it, basically, and I rewrote it, revocaled it in about two hours because, again, it was a rush thing. And it was the seventh single. It's brilliant. Thanks. I like that bit where you go. Have it any other way. I don't do it as well Thanks. as you, but that's my favourite bit. I quite like the finger with that, that that's you guys can't see, but the, he yeah. did the like a <clears> little fal- finger worm. Falsetto finger. Yeah, it was Slightly. it was not actually falsetto, what but was it? it's chest belt, but oh, it's it's what? Chest belt. I it's like full voice. Okay. Falsetto's like um You see I've kinda of learned all this from you on the break. voice anyway, because you're quite vocal like, okay, with... let me come back for the mic. So yeah. if I went You're like a laser light that's chest belt. Right. You're like a laser light. That's what's it. Oh, wow. Okay. I got you to sing. Yes. There we Result. go. How's album number two coming along? Then? Um, it's it's in early stages, but it's very exciting. Um, I've been sitting down with my main man, Darkest Bees, and talking about music and getting to kind of know what we both kind of feel for this album. But it's all very much coming from me and um, kind of what I want to sing about, really. Due to the success of the first one, do you then get into a position where you can pick and choose producers? Do you have people coming to ask you to work with you? Yeah, I definitely have more of an option of who I work with. Um, I'm going back in with Dallas Austin. Um, I worked with Luke and Claude. Um, but very kind of brief sessions. There's definitely going to be more time put in because um, obviously the voice at the moment is uh, is kind of keeping me majorly busy. But um, no, it's it's definitely more kind of, I mean, a bit more in control and have more creative control, yeah. Let's get Laser Light on. Let's Introduce play Laser Light. This is Laser Light by me, Jessie J, featuring David G. 
Jesse J is taking over all this week on In Demand. This is In Demand tonight with Jesse J. Night yeah. number one with Jesse J. Uh, just played Laser Light. If you could collaborate with anyone, not producer wise, but artist wise, for second album, who's on your wish list for that? Um, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, I would love to do a duet with Adele. Ellie Golden. I love her voice. It's like star. It's like glitter and stardust. Yeah, it is. Um, ooh, there's so many. It's like, all very British, though. Yeah, it is. But if I did American, it would be Pink, yes. Eminem, um, Katy Perry, Beyonce, Drake, Little Wayne, Riri. That's a long list. Prince, Aretha Franklin. Well, there's you know the US is a lot bigger than the UK, so there's a lot more artists. Aretha Franklin is just a something that I have to. I have to do. I like for me personally. It's a dream. If, you, if you were to collaborate with Pink, my world would implode. Well, Pink is definitely one of my massive inspirations from when I was young and wanted to be an artist. Yeah, I always kind of categorise you when doing this as as a job, as work, if you can call it that. You, Katy Perry, and Pink in the same category because actually okay. I know going into any situation, any interview with any of you guys, it becomes a laugh. Good. And you all have good sense of humours. Good. And that's a wonderful like, thing. Knock knock. Who's there? Um. Oh no, I don't know. Just do the oldie, Doctor Who. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> Let's try and think of another one as before we go the end of, Before through. the end of the show. Okay. Uh, would you work with Cheryl? Cheryl Cole. Yeah. Um, um, Do you like a new tune? Maybe, maybe not. I I, I haven't really heard it that much. Okay. Um, it's I, a grower. Is it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really a... I don't have time to sit Still in the car. Still waiting for that moment to get on yeah, board with that Yeah, and listen to the radio. That's fair enough, that's cool. Um, when you're touring, you're thinking about touring. Yes. Who do you look to in terms of icons from that side of things for channeling energy into creating your own show? Prince... When I saw his show, the element of his live band and the way he uses his musicians to really create an atmosphere is something that I definitely was so inspired by. Beyonce's performance on her I Am tour was just ridiculoso. Yeah. Ridonculoso. <laughs> um, who else? Katy Perry, humour and story. Yeah. That was great on her tour. Um, Rihanna. Just the whole kind of like the set and the costumes and the outfits and the car and the grinding. Um, I don't Did know you if I'd do that. see the one with the pink tank? Where she sat yeah, on... and she sat on the tank yeah. and it went up and there was two dancers on either side. And she sang, Oh, so good. Chris Brown. Yeah. His stage performances. And, you know, no one can deny that that guy owns the stage when he performs. Dances um, like a demon as well. Oh, he's sick at the dance skills. Are you crazy? Like, another level robot, what? <laughs> he's like Jacko, like it is. reincarnated. He is he's definitely, I mean, I took, he was the first tour I ever did. Yeah. And I remember sitting watching him going, wow, like one day. Um, but there's, you know what, there's so many artists, Bieber, that his stage show, you know, Black Eyed Peas, like Will I Am production stuff, like you're seeing elements of it on The Voice, you yeah. know, everyone's getting a little treat every week with all the, the boom, the boom, the fire, the bam, 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 you know how he is. <laughs> the dopes. Yeah. Um, right, I think we should play some Pink. Yeah, we should play some Pink. Seeing as she's so important to everybody. Yeah. Any preference? You play Stupid Girls. Absolutely. Because I love, I play love, Stupid I Girls love on the, the video radio. and it's really good. That was a quality tune. Go ahead and introduce. This is Pink with Stupid Girls. 
Jesse J is taking over all this week on In Demand. This is In Demand, night number two with Jesse J. Yeah, yeah. Still sitting comfortably? I still am. I'm still here. I haven't moved. I slept in the chair. (laughs) You still look hot, though. (laughs) It's a good thing. Uh, You're doing the Diamond Jubilee gig. I am. I can't quite get my head around that. It's a stellar lineup. Does Barlow just get on the phone to you and go, do it? No, I'd like to think the Queen asked for me, but um, I don't know. Maybe she, uh, he's like her middleman. Can you imagine, like, Gary Barlow's the Queen's, like, <laughs> like proper right, right arm, like... His PA, her PA. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Um, well, I mean, I remember when I was about 12 or 13 and um, I was asked to sing in my town centre um, in Romford um, and sing Get Here for the Queen... I didn't see the Queen. She wasn't there. I think she went past in a car about five roads down. Bless me. And I'm sitting there like singing my um, my heart out to like five people in the rain. So I think it's going to definitely be a comeback of that. And it's going to be the real kind of, I think she's definitely going to be there this time. Everything's coming full circle. Yeah, though, isn't I it? don't think she's going to be like going past in a car like by Tottenham Court Road. I think she's going to be there. She's definitely going to be sat there watching. Yeah, I hope so. For the tip. What's this Bond and fancy music? Yes. I don't get What's it. this about dominoes? Yeah. <laughs> um, about a year ago, you broke your foot. Yeah, a year ago on the 12th of June. So it's nearly been a year. It's nearly the anniversary. Yeah. Did you get angry at any point during that period? Oh, yeah, fully angry. When I fell, I fell out the bath one time, right? Like, can you imagine, like, I wanted to tweet it, like, kind of like, <laughs> like, couldn't move. Basically, I had to have this thing where I, like, lowered myself into the bath because, obviously, I couldn't get my foot wet. And I had this thing. And I don't know if all the people out there that have broken their foot or their leg, you know what I'm talking about, your arm. And what you have to do is you have to, like, it's like this really tight rubber hole. If anyone's listening to this now and hasn't heard the first part of the story, it's going to be horrific. But, and you put your foot through it and then kind of slide it up your leg and it basically, like sucks onto your leg and so no water gets in it right and so what i'd done is i'd somehow got a hole in it so um i got my car sweat panicked tried to get out of the bath leant on the chair that was there leant too far over the chair flipped and i fell out of the bath it was it was like a scene out of eastenders it was it was quite epic 250 quid on you've been framed <laughs> yeah that. no i don't think i would have wanted that on uh, on a uh, on tv but, so how did you deal with those moments? Because it's frustration as well, I guess, for a performer when you need to be up there and you want to be doing things well, like Well, it was, frust- it was frustrating like in the sense of everything. I mean, I lost... Um, you know what it was? It was preparation for a year of, of, of um, festivals and like all the kind of what I'd really worked hard for. And it was like, no, you can't do it. And there was no choice. And, and anyone that knows when they've broken their foot, like you feel great other than that, other than literally just having a cast on your leg and not being able to move. So I wanted to be lifted there and I just put on the stage and I could sing, but what's going to happen? But you know what? At the end of the day, I actually didn't have as many bad moments as I thought I was going to because I yeah. put it into, re- you know, real realistic terms and said, Jesse, you know, like, and said to myself, you could, this could have been so much worse, you know, and you, you've pulled through it. Like, come on, this has happened for a reason, you know, and, and I got to do a lot that only actually ever... I only cancelled six shows, yeah. which wasn't that many considering I had like reconstructive ankle surgery. You know, it was a it was a big surgery. So um, you're a fighter, man. Yeah, man. Is there one song that helps you deal with angry time? Um, a song that helps me deal with angry time or frustration time. Do you know what song helps me get out of a bad mood? Love on top, Beyonce. If that song comes on in the radio, like when I'm in the car and I'm like, and it's like. Honey, I can see the stars all the way from here. I'm like, yeah. It's a tune. Such a tune. And that gets me in a good mood. Oh, can I introduce it? Go for it. This is Love on Top, one of my favourite songs from Beyonce. 
and it's Beyonce, obviously. From YouTube to number one, Jessie J is in demand. In demand with Beyonce and Jessie J yes. here on the show tonight. Um, so we talked about the four and that kind of thing and how you dealt with that over the last year or so. Incredible 18 months long term. Yeah, massive. Since you first came to our attention. If you go back and gave yourself advice at that point, just before Do It Like a Dude came out, oh, right. what would be the bit of advice you'd give to Jesse 18 months ago? Um, Apart from not getting on that podium. <laughs> yeah, that I would have definitely said to me. Um, I would say have a camera with you all the time and film everything you're doing because there's so many things that I did that I can't remember because it was going at such a, a such a speed that I actually can't... There's sometimes I see like videos on YouTube and I'm like, I don't even remember doing that because it was like five a day. Yeah. Um, that, and also I think to have more fun. I think, I, I don't think I celebrated enough of my success. I didn't take the time out to, like I never had an album launch, anything. I've never had anything. Do you not have people on your team who force you to do that though? Because, I mean, you don't party particularly hard, I do, do you? Par- you don't, well, you don't what drink. is partying hard? But, that, but that's not partying hard. No, but you would imagine that's the kind of typical thing that people want to see from certain stars, isn't it? You're not that star. We well, know that. No, that's, it's not that. I, am a, I love a party hard. I love a, I do. I love a cocktail and I love a, I love a skank. <laughs> I do. I love a skank and I love getting down and I like, you know, I do love a little wine up, wine up. Who doesn't? But... I don't do it every night, but yeah. celebrating for me is it was also, you know, you know what? I, I don't I don't feel like I celebrated enough. And I do think that that's something that I would have said to myself. I would have said, take a day off, take a night off and go and celebrate. Like, yeah. let your hair down a bit. I would have said that to me. Next I was, time we I see you, we'll I was too, like, wrapped up in the moment of everyone going, you're like, you don't drink, you don't do this. And I was like... I do drink, I just didn't... It's being professional at the same time. I, I don't drink when I'm working and I, I don't get drunk every night. That's what I was saying. You that know? makes sense. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's important to not always let people kind of put words into your mouth. That's what I'm trying to say. Good. And I think you set a good example for that, especially for people who maybe come yeah. into the industry for the first time. You know, mm. you've kind of changed the rules a little bit in terms of so. how people are perceived, which is a wonderful thing. Let's go back to the start. Introduce first ever Jesse J single for us. Ooh. Okay, we're taking it back to the beginning, guys. This is my first ever single to hit the UK. It's Do It Like a Dude. Jesse J. Jesse J is taking over all this week on In Demand. This is In Demand, night number three with Jesse, final night. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the voice. The voice UK. I like that singing bit that sometimes you hear. This yeah. is the voice. I sang again. I want him to do singer. that more. Yeah, I, I want, want Reggie that more. and Holly to sing that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Could you imagine in like harmony? Let's go through, let's start with your coaches, your fellow coaches. Okay. Tell me what they're like to do the show with, what you've learned about them that you didn't know before. Let's start with Will. Will is um, hysterical. He's literally, he makes me laugh so much. He, someone said to me the other day, he's like Stewie from Family Guy. And now <laughs> I've, I can't, because he does the eye thing. Yeah. Um, he's really funny. He's very passionate. He's very eccentric like me. And I, I like the fact that he gets my weird and twisted humour. Um, and he's very dedicated he really cares and he's very emotional. Tom? Tom. Where do you start with Tom? Tom, my man. Um, Tom's lovely. You know what? I actually realised the other day, I think it hit me um, how legendary he is and that he's been part of the history of British music and he's moulded probably the credibility of, of soul voices and 
and the amount of people that he's worked with, you know, and, and he should talk about it and he should remind people that he sang with Tina Turner and Elvis and 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 all and and that he's he's really done it. Yeah. Like and he's here to teach people and he knows what he's talking about. And I love the fact that he like he respects the show so much. He's such a gentleman and he's actually got a really good sense like he gets all my like like when I'm being a bit naughty and like saying silly jokes. Is he a bit like he a dad? Gets it. No, he gets it. He's good. not at all actually. He's got a dirty sense of humour, Tom Jones. A little he? bit, yeah. yeah. When I was that sex bomb, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um Double Denim Danny. Double Denim Danny. Um, Danny is the sweetest guy. If anyone out there likes Danny and fancies him and has had a crush on him, I can see why, because he's such a sweetheart and he's very caring and he's always he's always the first to say to me, like, you know, oh, you look nice today, Jesse, or how are you feeling? And he bought me these nails, like the, these jewellery nails that like, you stick on and, like, just... He's like, I noticed that you like things on your nails. And I was like... That's sweet, isn't that it? That is really sweet and... You know what, Danny's someone again. They're all really hard workers, mm-hmm. and Danny has probably sold more albums he's than me. He's sold millions of records, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like millions and millions and millions. And like I say, probably has he has? Yeah. Because I've only been around for a year and a half. Danny's been around for years, and it's only because he's not done the commercial stuff that people don't think that he's validated to be there. Danny has made his point. He's so talented. His songwriting and his vocal ability and his passion for what he does is unstoppable and I was so happy when I found out he was doing it because I love the script and I love him and I oh and I've said I love him dun 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 news headline. flash headline yeah um, loves Danny but yeah it, you know what it, it, you know what it was it was something that people to, to that people could write about mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that he's proven his point to why he's there but now they're writing about what you think about it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's been in the press quite has it? considerably. Yeah, it has been there a lot, but it's no different to any other female on any other reality TV show that gets sadly ripped apart by the UK press. Yeah. I but always... I know the truth. I know that I'm, I don't have an entourage of 500 million people. <laughs> There's no one here now. No, I've just got one, two, three. Yeah. Three people with me. That you need to choose a song either from Black Eyed Peas or Will. Okay. Tom or the script? I'm going to pick the script and I'm going to play Man That Can't Be Moved because I really freaking love this song and I love the sentiment behind it. I just love it. It's a story. It's a film. It's epic. It's Danny. It's Danny. <laughs> Danny. I never know how to say his surname. Donahue. O'Donohue? O'Donohue. Yeah. O'Donohue. O'Donohue. Here's the man who can't be moved. Jesse J is taking over all this week on In Demand. This is In Demand, final part with <laughs> Jesse. Um, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So it's the Voice UK finals this week. How's the boy Vince doing? He's great. They're all great. When you first got your team, what advice did you give them? I said to them, you guys have to become your artistry. You have to work with a stylist, you have to work with me, you have to, you know, and they, this week, you know, they've been very, very, very creatively controlling their songs and what they've what they're singing um we're obviously with me but i want them to take you know i want them to take the reins and they need to be understanding that they have to control their careers um and i'm there i've been there coaching them and helping them and learning how to do breathing and technique and all the good stuff but yeah it's, it's down to them now to bring it did you ask tyler out for dinner is that true i did ask tyler out for dinner although i said let's go out for dinner so maybe that was kind of asking him out for dinner. Yeah. I just thought I'd like to, you know, do a little bit of a, a little tease, you know, for the papers and just, you know, stir things up. Yeah. Any strong contenders from the other teams that you'd quite like on your team? Um, 
there are a few voices that I really love. Um, I think everyone's, I think um, with Team World, he now has Tyler, someone that I really wanted on my top 10. Mm -hmm. um, again, Tyler's voice, amazing. You know what? It's crazy because genuinely everyone keeps going, who's your favorite? And I'm like, it's really close. Like it's purely down to the public and them deciding who they really love because I think any of the top could win. And then you've got Leanne who blew me away um, last week. There's such an eclectic, versatile mix of of artists left that it could be anyone. How does it work into, once you get to the final, if you win? Yes. If one of your team wins, do you get to choose a song for them to perform as the winner's song? Is there I a have, winner's song? I actually have no idea. Okay. Um, I don't know. If you could, if it does work like the X Factor and they get a winner's song. Yeah. I'm not saying it will. Depends on the voice, I think. Because yeah. it, I think, you know, if you've got someone like Bo Bruce or Jazz Ellington or Ruth Brown or Tyler James, I'm trying to name everyone here, look at me go. You've, you know, or, or Tony Warren or Cassius Henry, you know, it, it's a matter of it suiting their voice, you know? So I don't know. I was going to get you to try and choose a winner's song for us to play, but in fact. What about Bump and Grind? By R. Kelly. My mind's telling me no. Can you imagine? Is, is that your final choice on the show? Why not? Let's do it. Jesse, a pleasure as always. <laughs> Introduce R. Kelly. This is the final song. Um, it's R. Kelly, Bump and Grind. Don't forget, the In Demand podcast will update on Friday night. Make sure you subscribed and you'll get the best of the guests every weekend.